I want to take a quick second and talk about how you can support our show. I believe this is the most honest way that I can connect with you, the listener, and put it in front of everyone. You can support our show for as little as 99 cents a month. We release four podcasts a month, all at an average length of about an hour. That means you are supporting us at just 25 cents an hour. That's a, that's cheaper than the dollar menu. I think it's safe to say that we provide more value than that. And if you learn anything from our content, please consider becoming a supporter today with the link in the description of any episode or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net. And with that, thanks for listening and please enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Feeding Curiosity. Today I wanted to get behind the microphone and just kind of do a monologue episode and getting thoughts together because I've had a lot of different conversations over the last probably three-ish, four-ish weeks. Really just... It's been a little hard. And what I mean by hard is, is there's been times where the world is so heavy and the chaos is so real or, or the level of the problem is so big that as a single individual living through this time, especially as a younger person, I struggle to comprehend with what I can actually do. It's like contending with this this force of like, well, what do I have to do with or what actual noticeable difference can I make, you know? And it's not to say that I can't make a difference. And in the best possible way, I feel like I can make a very big difference with what is happening here at Feeding Curiosity. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Because what what this is really here is to get thoughts out in the open, to hear criticism or feedback, or to anyone else who feels the weight of the world, so to speak, on them. I, I feel like most of us feel that right now. Any one of us who's just paying attention to what's going on and actually wants to see things change for the better and what I've been most worried about in the last few weeks is is how the tide has somewhat shifted where we no longer give the benefit of the doubt to people we immediately turn toward those who think differently than us and find ways to demonize or see them in the worst possible light. And I personally don't think that most of us actually do this on purpose. Or at least like not like to think that. But it's what we as humans struggle with. We have this negativity bias where it's we are always on the lookout for the worst possible thing that could happen. And in primal times, doing that was very important. Because if you weren't on guard to, you know, the saber-toothed tiger, the wolf, the you name it, coming out of the darkness, you were lunch. But now, in modern society, where we have most of our basic survival needs met... 
at all times, that old software has now been turned into this divisive force that makes it more difficult for us to get along with each other in a globalized society. And it doesn't even have to be global. Just looking at the United States, how many different kinds of cultures and subcultures exist? I mean, the two biggest ones would be urban and rural, right? And then from there, you splinter urban and rural to, you know, urban, suburban, and everything in between. And it's insane, to be honest, that in today's modern world, where we can connect through the internet to the other side of the globe at any moment, and yet, right now in the U.S., we are having trouble understanding where our own neighbors are coming from, who live in the same country. I'm going to pull on the experiences I've had in the last two years of doing Feeding Curiosity, and it's one thing that I actually never expected to be a bonus, or to be a gift to be given of just having conversations with people. That's the amount of empathy I have for the people I've talked to. Some of the people I've talked to share things that I may not agree with on their social media platforms. And instead of looking at those people and saying, oh my God, I don't agree with them and throw them out or unfollow them or whatever. What it makes me do instead is appreciate them much more. Because the reason I like talking to them in the first place is that I thought we'd have something interesting to talk about and I wanted to understand them better. And now, given the context, I'm able to see the things they care about and pause before I react and cast my judgment on their thinking. I can empathize from where they're coming from and maybe see why they see it that way. Does it make them wrong for seeing it that way? Never. Does it make me wrong for wanting it to be different or seeing it different than they do? No. And I think that's the point. I think also the reason this is so difficult is that COVID-19 or rather this pandemic allows for a certain level of thinking in that when you need to sanitize yourself and pay attention to your body and clean your hands and wear a mask and do all of these things to make sure you're clean and not carrying a pathogen, right? What then is the next logical progression of this is to sanitize thinking, sanitize ideas, because people who think differently are going to be harder to get to follow the rules. You know, they're not going to be the ones to maybe sanitize themselves or wear masks or wear gloves or whatever. That's part of the reason why I think some of this stuff is getting so tense around not being able to contend with the ideas of others. But I have a really interesting idea about why this is so difficult. And And the real difficulty here is that it comes down to how humans live. And why it's so difficult for us to see the experiences of others. It takes a lot of effort to empathize with another human. 
and to pause and not have that knee-jerk reaction. And so here's my current thought. A singular human experience has a subjective viewpoint on an objective world. But the problem is that all conflict arises from the objective experiences differing between individuals. And so solving a problem in any system is about cooperation by taking into account as many of personal experiences as possible. And this is where the sanitization of ideas or viewpoints is dangerous. Because if we start limiting the amount of possible viewpoints, our model for approximating the real world gets worse. Not only does it get worse that if everyone believes the same way, you know, say 70% or over 50%, if they're like, if say 50% of that population have a very bad idea, if that idea does not pan out or say other country knows how to use it against us, then that becomes massive weakness. And the only way to shore up that weakness is to have the largest amount of diversity in our ways of thinking and ways of being so that we can adapt to any new input that may arise. Turn this back to the individual. I've had a conversation with my friend over the weekend and one of the things that really hit me was this idea of of like being limited. But for me, it comes down to interpersonal relationships, understanding yourself. And if you understand yourself, you can understand other people. Step one is you don't know what you don't know. I'm going to say it again. You don't know what you don't know. What that means is we are inherently blind to what we've never been exposed to. And the only way we can fill in those blind spots is to find people who don't live like us. So I have to go to some other place or find a person on the internet who has never lived like me and ask them about their life to learn about their life and how they live it. I want to challenge everyone to have a conversation with someone they've never would have thought they'd have a conversation with. Because I guarantee you, by the end of that conversation, you'll come back with a greater appreciation and more respect for people who are not like you. And I think that's where all of this starts. And this was not supposed to get intense, but it kind of did. And I feel really actually a lot better having talked about this. And I don't know if you guys go do this and take on this challenge, then tell me about it. Seriously, reach out to me on social medias. I'd really love to hear your stories and what you're learning from people that don't either they don't even have to think like you or be like you or whatever but just have a conversation with someone even if it's a grandparent or someone older than you who's lived a lot more life i guarantee you they have ideas that would surprise you 
just ask them about their life. And I'm not saying try to get an argument here either. It, w- it would really be just asking them questions. It's like, how did they grow up? What was it like where they live? What were their parents like? What were their teachers like? Maybe their first job. Anything that allows you to gain more nuance about how people live and why they live that way. So that's it, everyone. And we'll be back soon with another interview episode. But I just wanted to kind of talk through this one with you because it's been uh, a mental knot for me because it makes me sad that even with all this technology and this ways of communicating and connecting, we still seem to, well, disconnect at a very fundamental level. And I want to see that get better. I'd really like to see social media be used as it was spiritually intended to be used, not as we seem to use it now with internet tribalism and the like. So, thanks all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed, and go be nicer to everyone. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Feeding Curiosity. I hope you all learned something, or at least got you thinking. If you want to dive in deeper, please head over to feedingcuriosity.net to find related links or just more podcasts and blogs that we've posted there. On top of this, please consider subscribing to our newsletter to stay up to date on the latest happenings on the website. Thank you all for joining me one more time, and we'll catch you all in the next episode.